Hello and welcome to the Survivor's Guide to Life. This is episode 99. A little, a little bit uh, of a milestone next time. Mm -hmm. But this time, uh, Peter and I are meeting in the front room at the Institute. This is the first time you may have seen us here. Uh, this is where we do some of our work, and it's actually uh, part of Peter's home. Uh, very beautifully decorated. This is a comfortable place to be. Uh, it helps our clients to have it that way. But today uh, we are going to be talking about Thanksgiving, the upcoming holiday uh, for us now. It will be next week. And this, as Peter has said, uh, is going to be a complicated year because of COVID, because of the financial issues that uh, people are, are experiencing because of the COVID pandemic. I'll just say to begin that in the last couple of years, uh, we've celebrated Thanksgiving here, uh, kind of a, a, a little smaller uh, version than maybe many people do. Mm -hmm. um, Peter has usually arranged for some, uh, some food from Whole Foods, mm -hmm. where they put together quite a menu of turkey and all the sides and the salad and the dessert, and, and it's good, and it, all it takes is a little bit of time to warm it up and serve it. And uh, so we've simplified that part of the day. We also uh, have kind of gone for a smaller gathering. And since our families really aren't quite, there, we don't have a lot of family in the area, what we've done is we've put together uh, a gathering that feels like family to us. Extended family. Yeah. Extended family. People in our lives who, who matter to us a great deal mm -hmm. and we want to spend the time with. A couple of years ago, it was Big Steve. Steve. that we've talked about, uh, and uh, Tanya, a friend of Peter's from the Stables, who is a project manager. Uh, last year, we had um, one of our caregivers, Maritha, and her Marissa husband Peter, Peter here. Yeah. And at both of those uh, gatherings, we felt the connection with the people that we were with yeah. and shared the day in a way that made sense, made meaning, was satisfying for us. More relaxed and more intimate. More intimate. For sure. And I, I like that design anyway. Yeah. Um, this year is, you said, it's complicated. This is a different type of holiday season. Not that holidays are easy on people, but this one's even more complex because of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Um, it makes things much more difficult. And uh, we everybody has to put some thought into how you want to design your gatherings for Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah uh, and the New Year's as well. Um, the CDC has come across, come up with some ideas about levels of risk. Um, they all make sense to me, and I'll bring them up in a minute. Um, but I think this is a time to have a more open, be open-minded and be creative. And that means you may have, we have our own values, you have your own values about what's important to you. And it's important to stick with those values, to be honest with you. Um, because in the end, when you do something like that, you work, it'll work out a whole lot better. If you compromise your values too much because you're so concerned out of maybe perhaps guilt, um, about displeasing someone or maybe causing them some kind of emotional distress or behavioral distress or whatever, that could be a mistake. Um, lots of people will fall into that, I assure you. Yeah. Um, it may even come to the point, particularly with family, uh, 
um, of conflict because this is so complicated and every there's no exact science anymore with this about exactly what to do. Um, everybody's kind of developing their own ideas about how to keep things safe, how uh, how to be conscientious. At the same time, there's a lot of people that are very relational and that they're not as concerned about safety as they are with the relationships. Yeah. Both of those things, by the way, are fine. The real issue is the uncertainty of the pandemic itself. And that's what's throwing people off. You've made the point that it's, it's important to start talking and listening to each other. And it can't be too early to get started on Absolutely. that. And hearing each yeah. other, just like you said, what is, what are the, what is the values, the priorities? What do people really want to have happen on Thanksgiving? Well, I think that, number one, keeping an open mind. In other words, it's, it's, you're, it's not an issue for debate. It's not an issue for lectures and judgment at all. In fact, that's going to create some adversarial situations that could far outlast. The damage from that can far outlast the pandemic. It's not worth it. No. You can find, and particularly families, oh. The, you know, the chances of it digressing into a deteriorating argument or um, disagreement, it's not worth it. It's better to just back out of that kind of thing and say, let's, let's get back to it later. Um, you don't need to create antagonism with each other or let the, the, the concerns you have about the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and its factors, you know, the safety factors, to, to damage uh, our relationships. One of the things that really comes out of the holidays is a legacy. And let's face it, if we didn't even have COVID-19 pandemic, the holidays seem to bring up and trigger a lot of old issues, a lot of old hurt feelings, a lot of old relationships that weren't always so terrific. We've seen that, you've seen that all through your career. Uh, the people who come in, uh, we've worked for many years with uh, people in trauma who, who are working through and, and <clears throat> recovering from trauma. That's been your specialty all your career. And so often there's family trauma that can be involved in the holidays or that comes up during the holidays. Uh, old uh, expectations, old hurts, old longings, old needs that weren't met. Old needs. Something about the holidays can just really stimulate those. Absolutely. I mean, you don't even have to think about the holidays themselves are the stimulation. And um, with all the hype and the shopping and the advertising about what the holidays are supposed to be um, versus what your holiday may have been when you were growing up or what your family was like um, may not have matched that at all. And uh, I know a lot of families put on who are very, were, are very unhappy families and there were a lot of emotional damage, a lot of behavioral issues and all of a sudden that's covered up and people go on a big pretense, mm -hmm. pretend we're going to all be happy today. I see that in the media and, and it's not a reality. And it's not a reality and I'll tell you what, it causes a lot more problems. So there's been a lot, of the, that complication alone, that legacy, those what we call triggerings come up. The holidays are a notorious time for triggering. The other part of it is holidays can be truly a joyous time. They can, they're a time of thanksgiving. They're a time of appreciation and gratitude for what we do have. Um, for, the, for folks that are more spiritual and religious, such as ourselves, 
Christmas is a time of celebrating the birth of Jesus. Uh, Hanukkah, it, for the Jews, is the time that, of the victory of the Maccabeans. Um, there's a lot of different things. I don't know much about Islam, so I'm not getting into that one. No, and there's Diwali, and I don't know a lot yeah. about that either. There's so, a number that happened this time. Yeah, don't hold me to that one, okay? No, no. And, we recognize that these are important traditions for many families. <coughs> exactly. And um, we respect that. But, um, and I, I want to say this, if we transition to the present for a minute and we think about Thanksgiving and what's gone on this year, it's been an extraordinarily traumatic year. It's caused a lot of it, uh, what we have called the extraordinary reality that we on the front lines live with every day um, and facing very difficult situations with death and dying and sickness. Um, dealing with the effects of trauma and helping people heal from it. Um, we, we help and are involved with first responders. You've known what the firefighters have gone through this year with the fires. The cops have gone through with all the attacks on them uh, for, because of a few bad cops. All the, all the police are, are suffering. Um, there's been a lot. The political situation is so adversarial and chaotic and painful. They all are a reflection of something that this year has been enormously traumatizing. So many families have to dealt with the effects of COVID-19, either dealing with the sickness itself, and other families, many, have lost loved ones during this crisis. So the holiday time is when all of this is going to kind of coalesce and come to the forefront. Um, it's, so it's not just a time of happy, happy, and joy, 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 and fun, fun, fun. It also involves a lot of these emotional issues um, and life issues that have come up, particularly this last year. A lot of folks have lost their jobs. A lot of people are financially strapped. Um, this is a very difficult time. A lot of businesses have gone out of business. A lot of employees don't have places to work anymore. This has been some traumatizing um, year. So we want to be sensitive to all of that. And knowing that these different situations affected, have affected different people differently. So when we get together and are planning for the holidays and coming together, remember everybody has their own experiences. This calls for a time of listening and hearing each other, not judging, not getting into arguments and lectures <coughs> and judgments. It's more important to start the conversations with an open mind and put that out right out front that this is, I'd love to hear what you're thinking, these are my thoughts so far, but based on what's happened this last year, and um, I'd really like to know what's important to you and how you'd like to celebrate. If it's a time that you feel that you don't want to get together with us, because of the safety factors. Yeah, you, you pointed out there's kind of two issues that need to be balanced. Uh, you mentioned earlier, one is safety, uh, and the other is Relation. relationships and connections with the people That's that you right. love and care for. And they're both important. They're both important, and how do you, I think you're just starting to talk now about how to balance these things, how to hear each other about them. I think keeping an open mind is very important. If you see some, something beginning to, topic becoming, uh, digressing into some deteriorating situation, I would 
get your pride out of it, back out. Don't make it a, a, a platform and a podium for a lecture or a judgment of each other. But just get back to it later where it doesn't have that adversarial tone. Because no. everybody's gone through some very hard times. And there's a lot of emotion behind these, the, this desire for safety. There's emotion behind missing the people that you want to be connected to. Uh, and so that can add to the, um, it can add to some of the uh, conflict that could be created if you aren't able to just let people talk. The other thing you said too, though, when we were preparing for this, is if if talking is going to be too agitating, maybe people could write down. I think it's a good idea to write down what you'd like to say, how you'd like to, um, what topics you'd like to bring up, and ask other people to do the same thing. So it kind of you rehearse a little bit about the points that are important to you. Yeah. Remember, you have your own values. Stick with them. I'm not saying to judge others, but if they're very important to you, and it means setting some boundaries that have to do with what you value and what's important to you, don't, you don't have to go back on those. But you've got to be willing to hear what other people's values are too. At that point, what you really have to determine or your own boundaries, how much you're willing to give and how much you're willing not to. Mm -hmm. If you're not this year and there's certain issues that are just see, they just seem <coughs> too hard to get over, then back off. There'll be other years. Um, there's lots of ways to go with this. Um, uh, maybe you aren't going to be able to get together. Um, maybe you could do it by um, using FaceTime or using Zoom. Or um, you were uh, reading some of the CDC recommendations, right? Uh, that kind of went from from low risk to higher risk. You know, what kind of what did this? What did they see this looking? Like? Okay, a lower risk scenario might include celebrating only with those <coughs> who live in your household, or connecting with uh, friends and extended family through FaceTime. And if you've seen them a lot and you know everybody's well. That's your choice. You could have a gathering that way. You can make modifications <coughs> within that gathering to make it a little safer if that's a, an issue with you, particularly with um, extended family or whatever. And there's lots of modifications about um, the six-foot six rule, wearing masks, not wearing masks, gloves, you know. You know Eating outside. Eating outside is the more, uh, it's not the least risk because it's gonna, it could turn out to be a bigger, a little bigger gathering. Frankly, I, that, that doesn't bother me because I, I, you can design something and you get more freedom to have a little bit more space. Mm -hmm. You're in the fresh air. Um, I think that's what the CDC considers that a, more, a, a moderate risk. The least amount of risk, of course, is just staying with your own family um, and loved ones and, and gathering that way. The the other risk, I frankly, it sounds like a really good one to me. If the weather, if it's good weather, it's a good idea to get outside, and so you could set the tables up and put some space between them if there's different families involved, or and uh, you could maintain the six foot rule somehow. Um, you could take the masks off when you're not eating and wear them when uh, the other when you're the other time wear the masks. I see people do that at restaurants all the time. I always wonder when I walk into a restaurant, it's like, well, how are you supposed to eat? They say masks? <laughs> really? Now how am I supposed to get the food past the mask? Anyway, that's my stupid mind thinking. But everybody, of course, has to take it off. But after you're done, 
with the mask back on. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who wears those um, the, the plastic the, the uh, vinyl gloves, yeah. okay, so you can eat that way. That's up to you. Everybody's makes their own choices. Um, the least safe, no question about it, the least safe and highest risk getting together is in large groups. Um, the higher, let me see, the higher risk activities would include attending large indoor gatherings with people outside your household. To me, that's asking for trouble. And um, that's my opinion. Um, I wouldn't do it. And um, I think you're subjecting yourself to too many people that may be uh, asymptomatic but may be carrying the virus. That, to me, is you can make your own decision, but that's the high risk. One of the things about this that I have been learning is how to be grateful and appreciative for the little things. Um, and I feel that this is a time of year, if you haven't come to that place, you need to. Um, I've come to it in my personal life because things have changed in my life with my wife's sickness, uh, my mother's sickness, they're, they're, they're really, really ill. Um, and what I've learned through that alone is how to be grateful and appreciative for the littlest things. And it can be very meaningful and fulfilling. Does it take away all the pain? Of course not. But this is a time of year, particularly Thanksgiving, for appreciation and gratitude in a whole new way that has, is much more meaningful. And it puts you within that what we call the extraordinary reality, where all of a sudden the big picture, the norm, isn't happening anymore. And we have to kind of adapt and break things down to a way that's meaningful for us, meaningful for us today with the realities as they are. None of this is what we call easy at all. But it's important to begin to be, to be so conscious of the changes that are happening. This holiday season is going to make all of us, and if you haven't thought about it, you will now, um, be much more thoughtful and open-minded um, about and compromising. And I don't mean about your values. Um, I mean about um, certain things you may not be able to have them this year. You may not be able to have that. You won't be able to have that big gathering that you used to have with family and extended family and all of that. This may be a year that you can't have that. If it means people who you normally get together with family, moms and dads, uh, grandpas and grandpas, um, aunts and uncles that travel at once a year to see each other, this may be a year that that just isn't a safe thing to do. Um, there's going to be sacrifices this year, and it's not forever, but it's, it's definitely prioritizing safety. It's not dismissive of the value of relationships, though. It just isn't. It's just the terribly difficult uncertainty of this COVID-19 crisis. That's what you said, is that um, to remember, as you said, don't let this uh, talk about how to celebrate what you do, don't let it become adversarial. That the, that the real enemy now is this uncertainty about the crisis, the virus, the financial situation. Uh, don't let that spill over onto the people that you care about. No. Remember where the real threat is. So I have a few suggestions too that I want to add to what you've been talking about. And some of them you've already kind of alluded to, but one is if you are at home, you know, celebrating, decide that you're going to be at home with your your, your close household. 
and you're going to use some Zoom. There's a couple of ways to do it, and maybe people are already doing this, but one, uh, uh, Haloa on our staff said that this happened for a holiday with her family recently. One person took the, the phone or the tablet and went around the house and allowed oh. everyone to visit doing whatever they were doing instead oh. of just kind of stuck in one spot. Uh, as though you were actually there and could walk around the house and talk with everybody and see what was going on. Yeah. Another version of that that some people do in my family is they decide that they're going to eat the big meal at the same time and they put the tablet or the phone on the table and they're both having dinner and they talk to each other almost as if they were at the same table. Oh wow, I know that's... They do it that way. Yeah. Um, that's one thing to try. Yeah. Uh, on another, uh, another topic about that, uh, simplifying, like when we get food from Whole Foods. Another thing I think that could be a good thing this year is to see if there's restaurants in your area, a local restaurant. They've been so hard hit. Some of them might be preparing a meal that people could take home and, yeah. and have. If you know a local restaurant that you usually would go to and you know that they might be doing something like this, support them. Go ahead and get a meal from a restaurant and bring it home for everybody. The last thing that I want to mention, uh, which is a very, you know, very traditional, very classic thing that people do on Thanksgiving, is to remember things that we're grateful for. And, uh, that we're grateful for. What we're grateful for. Often, I know families, I know ours, will go around the table and, and <clears throat> share what they're grateful for. I would like to challenge people to go one step further this year, and that is to actually kind of act on what you're grateful for. Mm. If it's something someone has done for you, something uh, that's they've been a part of your life in a special way, communicate that to them. Call them. Write them. Go a little bit above and beyond where you might have before. If you're grateful for something that someone, you can no longer communicate with them, maybe they've, they've died, they've passed away, or something that's happened that doesn't lend itself to communication, Find a way to celebrate it. Mm. Create some sort of observance that you actually do. Just go a little bit further than you might and, and discover what it feels like to make those connections and to celebrate in that way. I think it will take you a little deeper into connecting with what really has mattered to you. Do in you have life. any uh, example? That's, have an really example? That's good. Well, I, I have an example, and I need to find out. I have a, I have a high school teacher. Mm -hmm. who's made a huge difference in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I have thanked her, but it's been a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if she's still alive. Mm -hmm. And if she is, whether I can send her a note, again, telling her how much... A note or a card. Right. I, I think cards this year mean a lot. I think they do, too. So few people actually send, you know, physical cards. Yeah. And if you get one, doesn't that kind of touch you in a way because it's so it took some time and effort yes and um so that's my that's my I think it's a good one I do you know what we're talking about is yes this is a complicated difficult year and it's different but it's also a time that we can put some thought into how do you bring some joy mm -hmm. into this experience this year with all these difficulties put your heads together Think about it a little bit. Get creative. Um, we, there, it, you can find joy in the midst of the difficulties, the suffering, the pain, which is the theme of our podcast. It's true. It's absolutely true. 
Um, I had an experience last week I'll share with you that I, was it last week or this week? But, um, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with taking care of my wife and obviously and, and working and helping others deal with their loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, but it, and it can be very hard emotionally and physically too. Mm -hmm. um, and you gotta, you know, sometimes I wonder in the midst of all of it, where is their joy? I can't yeah. even find any hope right now, but there is. And um, it was interesting because the next day, my grandchildren came to join me at the horses and they were so enthusiastic about cowboy grandpa and riding on the horses. They're young, they're two and, and uh, four, Izzy and Sammy. And I found that I was so appreciative and I felt so much joy and hope, even in the midst of all of this, to have them with me. And they were so filled with a love of life and, my, and the love for me. I loved it. And all of a sudden, that little switch in my mind <coughs> from the previous night went, well, there is hope. And everything is not always so dark and so terrible. Even though we're in the midst of it, it may seem that way. That's not the whole story. I think that that's the point that we're trying to get across to you today. Bring joy in some form or another into your lives during this holiday season and be open to it. And I'll tell you another thing. Find the ability to be forgiving. It's amazing how when you can forgive those that you've had trouble with in your family and your loved ones, to forgive them wherever you can, it will relieve the burden from your own shoulders. Now, it doesn't mean you can always have a relationship with them. It doesn't mean everything that other people have done is okay. But to, for you to just release the burden in your heart of holding a grudge against somebody can be a gift to yourself and a gift to them. So I would really encourage you to embrace the things that really matter this year. Bring some joy into your lives. Keep an open mind and celebrate. And enjoy what you have and appreciate what you have. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I hope this helps you today. I think it will. I hope so too. And uh, so thank you for listening. And uh, if what you've heard has been a benefit for you, I hope that you'll consider supporting Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, uh, who uh, sponsors our podcast. They're at sctraumatreatment.org. Uh, you will find our podcast on, we have our own YouTube channel, and you'll see the video of our podcast. We're also on SoundCloud and all of the regular podcast outlets. We are at thesurvivorsguidetolife.com. Please like us and share us on Facebook and Instagram. Peter and I can be reached at 707-781-3335. Please comment, share any information with us, and we will respond. We would love to hear your feedback. Thank you for joining us. All our love and gratitude.